0: I'm John Liberto and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today, I've got the latest world fusion from Carmen Rizzo, who is a founding member of Niaz. Now he's teamed up with Tunisian singer Miriam Ben Amor and combined as Didon, an intoxicating Arabic world fusion mixing tradition and electronics with Ben Amor's sultry voice.
1: In the end, it stems to the voice. I mean, when you hear really incredible vocalist and I'm very lucky in my career I've worked with so many great singers I don't care how good the song is or how good the melody is or even how good the lyrics are if the singer is not a great singer you probably don't want to hear it
0: (laughs) I've got Done coming up Do you have the Echoes app yet? It's free. and It's not only the best way to hear the Echoes podcast, but it's the best way to hear Echoes online. That's our streaming subscription service where Echoes programs are available 24-7 on demand. That way you can enter the chilled Echoes mood whenever and wherever you want. There's also exclusive online only streams and Echoes shows without the talking, just the music. Just get the free Echoes app on your cell phone and you can take Echoes with you pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. Go to Echoes.org to find out more about Echoes Online and download the app at your usual app stores. Echoes everywhere. And speaking of everywhere, from Tunisia via Vancouver and Los Angeles via Prague, here's Didon. I've always had a taste for Middle Eastern fusions that include that region's rich traditions of rhythms, melodies, and instruments, as well as incredible singers like Mamek Kadem and Nazam Ali. Miriam Ben Amour is in that mode. She's from Tunisia and she's connected to the brilliant World Fusion music producer Carmen Rizzo. Together, they've become the duo Didong. <laughs> I'm talking on Zoom to Carmen Rizzo, who is currently residing in Prague, and Miriam Ben Amor, who is currently living in Vancouver. Throw into those geographical references, Carmen's Italian heritage and Miriam's Tunisian homeland, and you've already got a global stew going. Miriam has long black hair, framing the olive tones of her skin and deep, dark eyes. Growing up Muslim in Tunisia, her first music was parents
1: my first idea of music when I was a kid is that my father with his uh, friends or my uncles, they sit in a circle in the house and they do these uh, Sophie chantings and we join like my mom and myself and my sisters and we join uh, like by repeating those chants and I love that until today like still gives me goosebumps to hear Sophie chantings.
0: Chanting Arabic music filled the home.
1: My family, everyone, listened to different styles of Arabic music, like classical music, or traditional folk, North African, or Middle Eastern.
0: But like most Arabic countries, Western pop made its way in as well.
1: We listened to Maria Carey and Celine Dion and Michael Jackson and. What was trending in the West, we had it available, and the younger generation were fans of that as well.
0: But that's not what really influenced Miriam's music.
1: I was always looking for traditional world music, like what people in Bulgaria are interested to listen to and what people in Azerbaijan are interested to listen to. That was what's attracting me more than the mainstream. music. Like I was a huge fan of Cesaria Evora and uh, Alim Kasimov and Sophie Chanting from Azerbaijan. I loved also Goran Brigović, so basically my influence was from all over the world. Soda, 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 cloud.
0: Fairly precocious, she learned violin and classical guitar in her teens and studied Arabic music at conservatories while also earning a degree in electronic engineering.
1: My main education was electronic engineering in Tunisia and I was doing music always on the side like in different conservatories. I wasn't a fan of it Uh, my parents insisted that music is just a hobby and to do like something more on the long run like they wanted an engineering uh, diploma for that so i did that for them but i always studied music uh, for myself
0: She moved to Vancouver to study music further, including enrolling at the Berklee School of Music remotely. Working on her own compositions, she sought out producer Carmen Rizzo. His credits are exhaustive. He's produced signature releases for the Persian fusion group Niaz, Tuvan throat singers Hun Tu, dream pop band Delirium, and pop artists like Alanis Morissette.
1: I discovered Niaz, the Iranian uh, band and I discovered Hon and I loved Carmen's work on uh, on Eternal album that Hon Hurtu released in 2009 so I loved combining the traditional the authentic real music of those uh, countries with the, uh, the technology and uh, the electronic touch that Carmen added Loved Carmen for so many years, and I don't know how I got the courage to send him a message saying, "Hey, I love your music. I would love to work with you. I don't have any recordings. Here is an a cappella of my voice, and let me know." And I was so so happy that like, he replied in like just a few hours. Said, "Yes, call me when you're available." And and since that phone call, we've been on until today. In the end, it stems to the voice. I mean, it's ordinary, but like your voice can move mountains and when you hear really incredible vocalists and I'm very lucky in my career I've worked with so many great singers I don't care how good the song is or how good the melody is or how even how good the lyrics are if the singer is not a great singer you probably don't want to hear it
0: <laughs> they released Miriam's debut album Once Upon a Time in 2020 and it showed the direction that would become Didon. <laughs> Miriam, who came up with the name Didon, spelled D-I-D-O-N.
1: Didon is a myth about princess came to Tunisia from the Middle East, and it's the name of kind of my city where I was born in Tunisia. So the fact that Didon music will be always uh, Middle Eastern North African, felt like it fit um, that name.
0: The debut album by Dudon is Tunisian Tale. It's a bit like A Thousand and One Nights. Each song is its own story.
1: My main goal when writing was to write a story with characters, not just a theme of the album. And that because of my influence by some world cinema, like watching Pedro Almodovar's movie and Emir Kusturica's movie and being a fan of those Roma stories I wanted to write something that's a Tunisian story with that feel for someone who've never been or met Tunisian artists before to uh, have an idea about that aesthetic and to have a full story with it's all the images in it uh, from that country Tunisia. <laughs> The scenario of this story, the idea was it's a beautiful Tunisian woman and many charming princes are coming from different countries to ask for her hand and some of the songs they describe what is she looking for and what are those guys are willing to offer to win her love, to win her heart at the end. And because of that, even as a Tunisian, when I was singing and for those guys, I wasn't singing specific dialect, I was using vocabulary from North Africa. Sometimes it feels Tunisian, sometimes it could feel Algerian, sometimes it feels from the south of Tunisia. So on purpose, I was trying to deliver the songs that they are being sung by different people, not by one person.
0: Though it's only one woman Miriam writes about, she assumes many roles including Temptress on the song Raven Lashes.
1: It's her talking back to one of the guys. The song My Adorer describes like how she is in her home and they are coming to ask for her hand and she says, I don't care about how much jewelry he brings, I'm just looking for a good heart. I don't care how beautiful his eyes, I'm just looking for someone who will cherish me. so." In every song, it's either that lady she's talking about her thoughts or one of those guys is saying why is he going through all that hassle to meet with her.
0: with a certain floor that seems to come from another time.
1: Yes, and that's actually uh, because of the uh, education I got in Tunisia back in the day in the conservatory. We were taught uh, mostly traditional Andalusian uh, music. And so when I was writing, that vocabulary and that aesthetic came back to me naturally. I didn't expect it and it wasn't in purpose.
0: Although remote collaborations are almost the norm these days, I was surprised that Carmen and Miriam not only were never together in creating the music, but this Zoom was their first face-to-face meeting, even if it was virtual.
1: I'm still blushing and my ears are hot because this is the closest to meeting Carmen Rezo that we came to. John didn't know that, I believe. Yeah, so John... We've never met. We've never met in, in real life. We never met. This is the closest thing to a meeting we we've never even had a Zoom meeting like this this is our, the closest thing to a meeting.
0: Yeah, hopefully there will be an actual meeting in the future for Carmen Rizzo and Miriam Benamore and more music. Their debut album as The Dawn is Tunisian Tale out on Carmen Rizzo's Electrophon label. I will have a link to Dedan's Tunisian Tales in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. I'll also have a playlist there of all the music that was uh, in this feature. Once again, that's at echoes.org. Echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S.org. O-R-G. People often forget that second E. Next week, I've got Steve Roach and Linda Kahanoff talking about revisiting the spirit of Steve Roach's Structures from Silence on his new album, Rest of Life. I'm John libretto This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.